heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It's hard to celebrate your Democrat roots, even if your mother or your grandmother, your great, great, great grandmother, were all Democrats, if the party is so dismantled in a mess as it is. And so I I find that a real sign right now that I think more than you realize out there, people realize uh, America is indeed in trouble. You know, even for those of us like myself who are optimistic, who, you know, as a lot of you out there, we love our country, but we're very, very optimistic as well. I mean, we're not the doom and gloom people and we don't do conspiracy theories and we're not into all of that stuff, extremist politics, you know, but we do see what's happening as this thing is 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 happening in real time in front of us. So that's the point today I'd like to talk to you about on the voice of a nation is more so America's tipping point and uh, how d- different Americans perceive this. But but here here's what I want you to think about. Here's, and we'll bring on a couple of very interesting fellows in just a moment here. Here's what I want you to think about. At what point is too much become too much? Where is that tipping point, really? You know, it's one thing to get on and just talk, talk incessantly, talk BS, or just to get a rise out of people, right? But it's another thing to really understand the danger that our country is in. There can't be anybody, unless you're a Marxist communist, that is comfortable or happy, pleased, optimistic about where our country is at this very moment and where we're headed. You you just can't be. Whether you're D and R and or an I, maybe the C is the communist. Sure, because they just want to, uh, you know, create a catastrophe everywhere they are. It's a, it's a globalist network of lunatics, basically. So think about it in those terms, okay? Question: I, I think the question I, I want to ask the guys today and see if we can't peel this thing is. You know, where's the tipping point, really? Again, it's one thing to talk cheap. It's another thing to say, because everybody, it seems to me like I get a lot of course, uh, communications and correspondence in here at the network, and it's always about people saying, well, we want to do this, this, and this. But where really is that tipping point? How do you rally around that as, as a people is, is the real question. So join us on the program today. Let me tell you first a little bit of background about both of these guys. We'll have a great conversation. Del Wilbur is here. He's a former CIA and Department of Defense Intelligence and Counterterrorism Officer. Uh, Dell served in Eastern and Western Europe, Middle East. Uh, he has been a great voice, a writer, and uh, on America Out Loud uh, for, for some years and always pleased to have him on. And our other dear brother in arms here, Dr. Stephen Latula, joins us. And he's a physician, board certified in family medicine, retired United States Air Force officer and an ordained minister. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, uh, this is why this is going to be a great conversation, as you can see, because the way that it stacks up with, with the both gentlemen here. So let's open this right up now. There's a couple of interesting op-eds on AmericaOutloud.com. I'll tell you about a little bit here. But, you know, we've just celebrated our Independence Day, 246 years. I made note of this some months ago that we were 
you know, in these perilous waters, but that we were coming on a very interesting point of time in our legacy here, uh, looking at 250 years in America. And for those who were here, remember 1976 and the centennial of the, the pride uh, that, that was in play. And I wonder now what we're going to look like at 250 years, you see? And I've been wondering that for a while, actually. And here we are just celebrating our 246 year. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's take some inventory here and see what exactly is happening. Adele, you, you have in your piece, Beyond the Fireworks and Barbecues, America's military vets take notes. But you say here, I sometimes have the sense the feeling that not just in our own country, but in other countries around the world as well, the glory of America is a thing of the past. And you go on to reference, after all, Barack Obama once commented that American exceptionalism was no different than any other country's exceptionalism. His bound and subservience to other world leaders aside, it seems that Barack Obama just didn't think very much of the country he claimed to be his own. Why is that a mouthful there? Uh, and so let's let's start with this sense that you have that that feeling that not just but even around the globe, Dell, that the glory of America is a thing of the past. And is that a temporary uh, deal, or is that a permanent deal, or how do we get that China city on a hill to sparkle again? I guess. What is that feeling? Do you think uh, that people should pay attention to both domestically and internationally? Uh, about uh, the glory of America, Dell. Well, first of all, thanks for for having me on. And uh, the uh, the problem is that uh, uh, American leadership is absent on the world stage. And uh, you know, when when Barack Obama was president for eight years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I mentioned in my article, he spent a lot of time basically bashing America. I mean. You know, he was not uh, uh, he's not enamored with uh, with America's heritage, with our history, with our accomplishments, as most Americans are. And certainly we all recognize that America's made mistakes in the past, that we've done things that in hindsight we probably would have done differently or should have done differently. But all of that, uh, you know, aside, America is a great country and we have led the world since at least since World War Two. And that leadership isn't there anymore. It wasn't there for eight years under Obama. It's certainly not there now uh, under Joe Biden. You know, for, for four years under Trump, we had a president who, for, for all of his faults, uh, he, he was a leader. The world knew what, what uh, Donald Trump said, what he meant. Uh, they knew that he was America first but that he was also, you know, going to lead the world against, you know, whatever enemies were out there. And we're not seeing that now. So, you know, that's the problem is just a complete lack of American leadership. Dell, does that, does that, uh, I mean, how, well, you say how easy of a fix that is to get that glory back. I mean, you see this more as a temporary moment in our history, or is there uh, more of a permanent stain here? Well, I certainly hope it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, you, yeah. you were mentioning about the tipping point, and to be honest, I think the tipping point is November eighth. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are sitting back and waiting, including a lot of veterans okay. who are sitting back and they're going to wait and see what happens on November eighth. If we have an election that uh, does not appear to be a fair and uh, an open election, and 
Yeah, and the and the results are are going to be called into question, and I think you may you may find that uh, that a lot of people are going to be uh, to be willing to take a stand, and uh, uh, so that's I think that's where we're headed. Um, and if come uh, come November uh, there is a fair election and Republicans are able to take control of the House, they're going to be held accountable. They're going to be expected. To, to do their jobs and produce for the American people and basically take up the leadership position of our government because it's, it's completely absent uh, in the executive branch. Yeah, uh, that is an outstanding point that you'll bring up right now when you reference November 8th. So let's be clear, there's been a lot of talk about elections, been a lot of talk about election fraud. And this, uh, back to that tipping point, Dale, I think you're right on this. There's something, it's not just talk I'm saying, but that if that election, the midterm, I mean, eyes are going to be so wide open on this one. And if there is really any funny business to what takes place, I think you potentially could be right. That could be the point that tips over that might engage patriots, our veterans and others in our country to, uh, to push back. Maybe that's the moment. Well, I, th- I think it could be. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm tied into the, the veteran community. I mean, I'm a veteran myself right. and I've spoken with, with quite a few, you know, who, who have expressed their concerns and, and they're, you know, they're certainly not as, as uh, much of the media is, is trying to depict uh, the military. Now they're not a bunch of white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Uh, your other guests will, will be able to say, you know, uh, tell you that, you know, in a foxhole when people are slinging lead at you, you know, there's no white supremacists. There's no, there's no race involved. It's, you know, it's you're fighting for your life and, and the person next to you. And, uh, you know, that's where we are now. I think in the veteran community is, is, you know, people are talking quietly amongst themselves. And if we see evidence of, of any type of, of a funny business, uh, you know, our, as, as you, you, alluded to in your your opening remarks our government has been infiltrated uh for decades now it's been a process that's taken place for decades and uh you know so it's it's going to be an uphill battle but uh i can guarantee you there's a lot of people that are uh uh, that are willing to stand up and i'm not talking about taking arms taking up arms against our government or anything like that you know so if the fbi is listening uh you know don't come knocking at my door but i'm saying there's a lot of veterans that are going to demand that, uh, that changes occur and, and, and they better be listened to. You, you know, Dale, we'll come back to this point a little bit later when you talk about taking up arms, you, you make me think a little bit because clearly our framers and our founders realized in the Second Amendment that a tyrannical government and the, the, the King George was just not a one-off, in other words, that it could very well happen again. And they realized this experiment was highly, highly unique. And that's where that whole Second Amendment came in because of that tyrannical government. But isn't it ironic right now that the government that is in play right now, obviously well down the road, that they're very weary of this Second Amendment now. And this whole note to disarm is uh, is obvious. It's happening right in front of us. Um, I, I find it very, very unique because they're worried about that Second Amendment, I believe, and the fact that the framers well before them realized uh, that this problem was not a one off. It would probably come up again. And here we are. Isn't that ironic that they're so worried about it? And yet 
because what are you such a, and you know, I, I want to, and I'll, I'll ask uh, Stephen a moment here too, but you know, it's like the whole January 6th thing. We've got a lot to talk about there as well, because, you know, the, I'm not surprised at all with what happened on the 6th. Like people are shocked and, and I always get a, you know, I, I don't know. I have a different set of feelings on it and I, I don't really talk about it, but I'm, I'll talk about it today, Dell, uh, Steve, or to both of you. You know, I wasn't surprised with January 6th, quite frankly. Uh, nothing surprised. People said, oh, my God, like that shouldn't have happened before. Or like, like that was a shame and a stain on our country. You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I look at that as a prideful moment. Now they said, well, a lot, and I just did a poll actually on Viewpoint. We talked about a poll that said, well, more Republicans think it's an act of patriotism versus uh, an insurrection. But that's the whole measurement of we the people, Dell, that moment of January 6th. So why should we be surprised? I'm not. Are you? No, you know, one thing that uh, uh, the founders uh, did such a great job in, and that was predicting human nature. They, when they were drawing up the Amen. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and that they they understood human nature, yeah. and so they they factor that into those founding documents. And that, yeah. Yeah. and and you know, they knew that somewhere down the road we were going to probably have to fight for our freedoms again. Amen. And uh, you know what happened on January six was, you know, it was it was. Certainly, there was there was some negative aspects to it, okay, uh, but it also, mm. uh, I, I think, uh, not much has been looked into, or it's been mm. denied anyway, yeah. about the other side's involvement in allowing what happened to take place. Yeah, you know, yeah. back before back before the the January six, I I was counseling a lot of people. I was counseling friends and everything, and telling them, you know, uh, if you're going down there. I said, you make damn sure you keep your eyes open. I said, because I guarantee you, they're not all going to be Trump supporters down there. Yeah. There's going to be infiltration from, from groups that are, uh, are there for the, the, the specific purpose of yeah. undermining what you all are trying to do. And I said, and that's, you've got to be on the lookout for that. If you see anything that, that looks like that, I told him, I said, cord them off, yeah. work together, cord them off, keep, you know, and, but unfortunately it got out of hand. Well, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Was it an insurrection? No. Right, right. We're going to come back more to the six, but I got to tell you, uh, I have a, you know, again, I haven't talked a lot about it on here, probably will today because I'm I'm at the point of being fed up as well. And I don't really care who likes it or who doesn't like it. Uh, So let's bring Dr. Steve Lutulip into the conversation here quickly, please. And, uh, and, and, you know, you, your um, uh, piece as well, uh, uh, Steve, uh, uh, which is entitled, uh, as the dismantlement of America continues, judgment is coming, but for whom? So, but uh, reference to the point I just talked about with Dell, you say you say here, seemingly unabated, the legacy of what Obama began continues to thrive. There's the key right there. As evil grows, more Americans are deprived of everything good. Everyone gets the feeling that a form of judgment on America is being imposed swiftly and harshly. Well, yeah, because they have our historical past as some sort of an evil empire. Back to even what Dell was referencing a moment ago here, like there's nothing good about America and it's an evil. And yet I've seen a message the other day, Steve, somebody said, well, you know, if you don't love our land of the free, home of the brave, get the hell out. And, you know, I endorse that twice, three times over, man. If you don't like it, there's plenty of other places on this planet you can go to. And But talk specifically about this. Uh, there's, there's a real danger and a cancer here about that legacy of, of what Obama 
and continues to thrive. There's no uh, secret that uh, Biden is not the real commander in chief. Clearly, he's not capable of it. I mean, intellectually and at this moment of his life, clearly that's the case. Uh, is that person that's pulling the strings, Obama, do you think? Is that what we're dealing with, Steve? Um, I guess I would say he is probably the primary candidate to be the chief puppeteer. Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you, Dell, uh, 100%. I think that the tipping point is November 8th. Wow. And frankly, you know, uh, from day to day, I struggle sometimes uh, with feeling discouraged because of what's happened. But right now, I'll tell you, when, when I saw the fireworks going off at the 4th of July at a little park here in Arizona, I have... It's been a long time since I felt so extremely patriotic because I really do like what is going on right now. I mean, right, we have to recognize that the domestic enemy, which is our federal government, I mean, that has been infiltrated, they are just absolutely desperate right now. They will do anything to win the election. And I think we will see many signs of voter fraud simply because they know that if they lose this election, their party is over and they will lose. We know that. I mean, uh, the support for Biden is at an all time low. It keeps on going lower. And as you said, Malcolm, people are just fed up because everybody is suffering under the oppressive burden of tyranny and irresponsibility that is intentional in our government to bring us down. And so there's no way that they can pull it off with a legitimate, honest vote. But if they can pull off another heist mm -hmm. of another election, then I would say God help them because they're going to be in trouble. And uh, just as Dell said, you know, we, we don't want to say, oh, we don't want to talk about taking arms up against our government um, because, look, we've got the FBI, the CIA, the, the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, they, we fear these people because they these agencies are right now serving as secret police. And, um, yeah, they're after anybody that so much as sneezes a threat. But I think that we need to stop with our shyness, stop the reticence and say, look, we really need to speak about the Second Amendment. I mean, it is the Second Amendment. Why should we be ashamed to talk about it? Um, and why should we not consider that as an option? It's just like uh, the nuclear forces that we had, having the threat and the will to use it was the deterrent. And so it should be with the Second Amendment. Yes, we are taking up arms. I am so encouraged that the more that our corrupt government is oppressing us, the more that the arms uh, sales are ever increasing. I mean, we're seeing people buying guns and weapons right now like never before, uh, scarfing up ammunition as much as they can get. Uh, and in fact, of course, we have our own uh, agencies buying up ammunition, as we saw, and that's because they want to deprive us of it. They are scared, and that's the way it should be. That is a government called We the People. Right, and, um, right, right. Yeah. So um, it, it, we're living in, in a way in very exciting times. And <laughs> 2022 will most definitely determine who we are as Americans. All right, as let me, let me talk about that November 8th now that you both bring up. Because, Steve, to, the, to this point now, I've had uh, uh, well-informed people uh, tell me 
that what they think is going to happen on the 8th, and, and uh, both of you think about this here, they think that 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 the extreme left who pulled the heist on 2020 and that election and, and also was playing around and toying with 2016, uh, that that was supposed to be the Hillary deal. Uh, and they they failed to realize the might of the American vote at that point that stifled out the fraud that happened in 2016 or that or 2020 debacle would have happened in 2016. And Trump would have never got into office. Think about that a moment. And then you wouldn't have had those three three Supreme Court picks, uh, historical in nature in that one term. And you wouldn't have had all this getting back to a constitutional America, um, which is what's offending the far left. But what's been said to me is this, there are those experts who look at this, they think, some of them, that November 8th, this time in the 2022 midterm, that the extreme Marxist left who pulled off the fraud will not touch the next election. They think it's been said to me, they believe they're going to leave this one alone so that it can't be showcased at all that there was any fraud. And in other words, as the numbers tilt, people will be comfortable and think, okay, the election system is good. And then they'll come back and do another race and try to take it down at a future time when people are paying less attention. Do you buy any of that, Steve? Is that possible? Um, I suppose anything is possible, but uh, do I think it is probable? I would have to say no, simply because you know, everything that we see happening before us right now, people call it crazy. Like the, these people are just insane. Everything they're doing. Well, they keep doubling down, Steve. They keep up. They, 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 to your point, they keep doubling down. They, they, yes. You know, they don't fix anything. Exactly. And, and as, as I said earlier, I think it's because that they are desperate. Desperate people will do desperate things. Um, they know that their goose is cooked. They have had it. They're done for. The American people are fed up. And um, so what happens with this election uh, is, I think, anybody's guess. We are going to do everything we can to avert another overthrow of an honest election. But if it still were to happen somehow, I mean, if Dominion got in there and they were to tweak the votes and if we see any evidence of voter fraud again, uh, and there is a negative impact, meaning we, the people, do not have our vote counted, there is going to be hell to pay for that, I believe. Mm -hmm. And how that will happen, that leads me into more speculation. I like to think it, uh, in terms of military strategy, but I think we have to go on beyond that because, you know, there's, sure, there's a lot of veterans. I mean, look at all those great, uh, military men that are being booted mm -hmm. out of the military right now, uh, right. where do you think they're going to side? Mm. But I, I, in addition to that, I mean, I'm talking with locals here in Arizona and the talk on the streets very often and quickly arises, hey, you know what? I've had enough. I am ready. Let's join hands. And that's what I see people doing, saying, look, uh, I'm your neighbor. If anything happens to you, I got you covered. I've got your backside and I know you've got mine. And that I think is, is really raising the odds of something very successful, something very mm. 1776 in spirit. I how wonder. It will yeah. How it will happen. I don't know, yeah. but we've already seen it take place in Afghanistan. Remember operation pineapple express. 
on 15 August 21, where a uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Mann, who was a highly decorated Green Beret, as well as his family, were rescued by retired veterans. And they also rescued over 500 other people, sparing their lives in a hostile environment. Now, if they can do that in Afghanistan, think of what they can do on the homeland with all of our resources right here. It's exciting to think about the possibility because the possibility leads to victory, which which guarantees our freedom. And I yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I like the way you put it in context. Dale, the point that we bring up here about the uh, the November election here, the midterm, and what's been said uh, about uh, the fact that they could just stand down on this particular election because everybody knows that all eyes will be watching both digitally. Remember, we're in a digital world today. So it's a totally different environment. In fact, I was thinking about that as Steve was just, you were just talking there, you know, back to 1776. And back then, you, you didn't have the technology, you didn't have the connectivity. Uh, and there was more of a, um, how do I say people knew this? I mean, they uh, brother to brother, they they uh, they held arms and, and joined forces to be able to take down uh, what had to be taken down at that point. But it's a different environment today. Do you see them back and off? Do you see any possibility that they would be clever enough to keep the next election or two alone to see that you might there might be more of a comfort in America and then seize the moment to some other future time? Or do these people continue to just. I don't know, screw up and double down. <laughs> oh, I think they're going to go full speed ahead. Uh, <laughs> they're going to keep their they're going to keep their foot on the accelerator because they know that they they have a limited amount of time to achieve their goal and to quote Barack Obama, fundamentally transform the United States. And that, you know, they they can't they can't cut, uh, let let off on the gas. They got to keep going. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, we're going to, you know, one of the questions or one of the things that I said back in 2016, right after Trump got elected, mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to friends and I said, you know, Trump needs to invite Barack Obama to the White House for a sit down, come to Jesus one on one talk. And he needs to tell Barack Obama, hands off. This is my administration now. You back the hell off. And you mean while, while, while Trump was in office, you're saying he should have done that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, right, right, when, right, right as he was taking, uh, you know. What a great idea. Uh, but that would have been a made-for-TV moment, brother. Oh, I, I'm saying this this should have been done in, in the privacy of the Oval Office. Right after the day that he was sworn in, he should have had a sit-down talk with Obama and told him, hands off. And if you don't, I will destroy you. And that's what he should have done. Unfortunately, uh, as far as we know, and I'm pretty sure that he didn't, uh, because Obama and his trusted advisor, Valerie Jarrett, who, by the way, has been very quiet yeah, uh, yeah, for some yeah. time now. You know, th there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, you know, between uh, Obama supporters. Yeah. Much of Biden's administration is is Obama people. Hmm. And uh, and he has been hard at work to uh, or he was hard at work to undermine Trump's presidency. And uh, and he he succeeded. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I I'll say this. I like your idea of uh, when you said Trump should have had him uh, to the office, uh, to the Oval Office, uh, which is the office, actually, and had that sit down. The only thing I would differ on you with is this. Rather than be a private meeting, I would surely have rather see that's a made for TV moment. This is somewhere and this is something that Trump, um, you know, always thrived on. Now, being the showman that he is, um, that uh, it wouldn't have been interesting to pull that off, as you say, 
But to have cameras there and put a man like that on the spot with those direct questions, well, I'll tell you what, that would be good today to have on any level, to call these people out. Uh, it's like, you know, really, though, think about it. Call them out of the woodwork and call it for what it is. And what I'm saying is we, we've got to show all the American people what's really taking place here because everybody knows there's an entirely different a government, a shadow government that's in play. And there's an agenda here to cripple America. I mean, you'd have to be a moron. You're totally ignorant if you don't understand any of that. None of this stuff has happened coincidentally. They, they would, I mean, they, how many coincidences do you think there could be of, of a dismantling of a nation? It's not possible, people. So clearly, you know, everybody can see the tea leaves here. And it would be interesting to call some of that out. You know, it's, it, is, uh, it, it is shocking sometimes to see how Obama gets a pass consistently, how we always got a pass. But even today, and you know, what really irritates me about the conversation we're having right now, and I, I say to myself, well, this shouldn't be this way. Well, no, it shouldn't be this way. But the reason we're having to have the conversation even is because our media, there's no fourth estate. There's no reporting of any accuracy, any news. That really is the culprit here. And I continue to bang that drum as I've done right along. Have they been reporting any level of truth? Have they been reporting anything about the truth and the strength of, of this Hunter Biden's laptop, for instance? If any of that had been remotely shown the light of day, don't you think that would have changed the whole fraud or no fraud, the juxtaposition of things? I would say probably yes. When you see how deep uh, Biden's hands are into the communist cookie jar, right? I mean, there had to be a turning point because even if you're, uh, I mean, again, respectfully, a Democrat, respectfully, or an independent, respectfully, these people are not idiots. I mean, it's one thing to be a JFK Democrat because your ancestors were, and I get that. And that's all cool. That's what makes America is the diversity of our nation. There's nothing wrong with that, people. But when the Democrat Party and they've lost their roots entirely and they've gone so far to the extremist Marxist left, you know, and then all those seeds that have been planted in our federal government, in our agencies, now you see why we're in the danger we're in. We really are. We're, we're living through these moments right now where it's, you have to, it's, it's a pinch yourself kind of deal because you know, somehow all these generations just prior to us have escaped it. But the world has changed. It's a lot different now, people. See, this is something that Dale and Steve have to understand as well. And I believe they do. It's a different world. It's not like it was back in Brothers in Arms back then and in that day. It's technologically, it's a different world. It's also a different world because evil has grown. It is well supplanted in all of these environments. So we're dealing with a real monster here. I mean, th th there's nothing more than this fight. I talk to you about all the time, my fellow Americans, in the fight of good and evil. That's really what we're talking about here. This is all about good and evil. Evil is circulating the planet now at a wicked pace. And it's attempting to take America down because that's all that stands in the way. When you think about all the third worlds out there and all the environments that are so corrupt, and controlled by these uh, despots, you see? What do you got left? The only thing standing in the way is America. There's nothing else. That's it right there. Who else is gonna put up a fight? There's nobody. 
So you take America out of the way, and guess what? The cockroaches are running free. They got the whole deal to themselves, people. That's what we're seeing right now. And yeah, we're living in this moment. So for those who bury their hands and don't really pay attention, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're losing. You're losing the battle here, which is part of what we really need to talk about. Now, we talk about winning. We talk about losing. I want to bring to your attention right now. Listen, we love winners. That's why I always like Donald Trump's message. Remember how we would always say, you know, uh, you're going to be so tired of winning. <laughs> I used to laugh like Al when you say that. You know, he always got people juiced up with that sort of thing. You're going to be so tired of winning. It's like, oh, man, can you get us more of that, please? You know, wouldn't, aren't you just thriving to get back to those days? I mean, come on, people. Come on. Again, whether you're respectfully Democrat, Republican, Independent, you're an American, we love you. You know, you understand the diversity of our nation and free elections and and sometimes just, you know, a good battle, a good election is just a good sport. It's just just kind of a, it's like a contest. It's like it's like American. Uh, it's a it's the same thing. Our sports that we love in our nation. It's the same thing. But we come back to it. It's like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. Yeah, they shouted each other, call themselves names during the day. You bet. And guess what? They they'd celebrate at the end of the day. Uh, that those those were the days when Newt Gingrich was there, just 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 uh, just then as well. But t- remember, I don't know if you remember Tip O'Neill, but that that's kind of what was happening. You know, strong, but they knew that there was something bigger about our nation and our battles. We've lost that, people. We we've totally totally lost it. Now, if you don't subscribe to the Marxist theory, you're a racist, racist white supremacist bastard. You know, you're no good for anybody. I mean, come on. They just tell you, that's where they go after. They use that race card to demean you, to demean your opinions. That's what it's all about. And it's sick, sick, evil. We're talking evil here. Now, in the fight of winning and and losing, I want you to win. And the way that uh, you're going to win here uh, and uh, absolutely bring to your attention in our Independence Day celebration here, and that is I'm thrilled to announce to you that... uh, uh, one of the products I talk about all the time, Immune Super Boost, healthy cell, of course. What else, right? Uh, so 50% off in the month of July. Never done this. Never, never done this. The company has never done this. So we wanted something, uh, I don't know, something cool to, uh, you know, blow the socks off, I guess. And so in celebration of America's independence in the month of July right now, HealthyCell.com forward slash out loud. Use the code. I usually tell you to use the code out loud. Remember, right? But not don't. But you want to use for immune super boost specifically. Use the code America fifty. And whether it's uh, again at repeat orders or new orders, you're all everybody's entitled to it. America fifty. Use the code fifty percent off immune super boost. Immune super boost is one of the multiple amazing products of Healthy Cell. It's a micro gel. You can travel a little package right out of the package into your mouth, absorption into your body, not the chalky pills. Absorption of the microgel is incredible in your body. Let's be clear what we're talking about here. I put mine in a little bit of water. You can put in a couple, three ounces and take some other things with it, which is what I do, as you know already. I'll tell you that all the time. But vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. Friends, you hear all the ingredients in there. That's the power of a healthy immune system. You need to take that every day without question. 
And, and then take a look at some of the other products. I love the focus and recall. It helps us with our brain power. A lot of people have long COVID and brain fog is a real problem with COVID and long COVID specifically. The focus and recall is amazing. That one has a bit of a tangerine taste, but it's a micro gel, same thing, into your mouth or into the water and boom, you get the benefit. I take that every day. Come on, you know I need the brain power to do what I do. So naturally I take that. Another great product people love, REM sleep. It's not a sleeping pill. It just helps you get the right proper sleep if you take it every day. And it's one of those products that you, you want to take like that. And people love it. They swear by it a lot. I take it. I don't take it every day for me, but I do take REM sleep when I know I need a peaceful sleep and I need to get the cockroaches out of my mind. That's what I take, REM sleep. Anyways, those products, if you use the code out loud, you get 20% off. But Immune Super Boost, America 50, happy Independence Day. Stay right there. We'll be just back in a moment here. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code out loud. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories. Six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense. 
an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Hey, welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm out loud here, yours truly. Always a privilege to be with you. And, you know, I'm just thinking as we come back, I, I hear myself selling the healthy cell, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, we listen. Uh, not only do we need to do business, but these are strategic partnerships, which we've had for years. And we don't just take anybody on America Out Loud. In fact, if you go to the platform now, uh, whether it's a post or on the front page, you'll see it's entitled that area, America Out Loud Sponsored Partnerships. Those are products we think that benefit your life. And that's the reason we have them there. And they're all negotiated deals we have with folks uh, such as the Genesis, the uh, the Fogger with HOCL, Cofix RX. These are all fabulous products. All the discounts and labels. Go go explore that a little bit and 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 take a look. It's, do your research yourself. Do the research yourself. See what I'm talking about, and then make a decision of what makes good for you. If you have any questions, you can you can email me here at talk at americaoutloud.com. Or if there's anything I can help with, or our team can, just let me know. Uh, but those products are all there. We're talking about America's tipping point uh, and where we're at in this fight of, of liberty and justice for all. Right, That's our mantra, man. And joined us here on the top of the program, Dr. Stephen LaTulip is here. Uh, he's a physician, board certified family medicine, retired United States Air Force officer, an ordained minister, uh, author. I mean, you know, some people can get accomplished in one thing. Uh, not not Steve Latula. <laughs> he goes and runs the table. He wants to be accomplished in all these things. I always love talking about his backdrop because uh, his you know experience because he, he's uh, uh, so experienced in these areas. It's just always a joy to have him here. And uh, my other brother in arms here, Del Wilbur, former CIA Department of Defense Intelligence counterterrorism officer. Uh, Dale's traveled the world, both of them have, and so they have an idea, uh, really, American exceptionalism, what makes us different, and what it's all about here. It's a pleasure to have both gentlemen here always today, and they're part of our family at America Out Loud. Someone just said to me yesterday, in fact, you know, it, 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 it was said to me, it was somebody, uh, you know, you, you, you really have an amazing group of people at America Out Loud, and I, I take a lot of Pride, and I'm proudful of that, really, is our family of experts and our people. It's second to none. And it's what moves this thing forward. So make no mistake about it. I never lose sight of that. It's one of the glories of doing this thing that we do here, this mission I'm speaking about in Good and Evil. It's the beautiful people we've been able to assemble uh, through God's mission. Uh, I mean, it was, I can't take all the credit for it, clearly, friends. Uh, it happened. And sometimes these things happen because they're supposed to happen. And that's what's happening here on the fight of liberty and justice for all. Now, we're talking about this uh, tipping point. Let's get back to that right now. And uh, America's Days of Liberty. Uh, Dr. Steve Latulip, you say in this, and by the way, both of these op-eds, there's two terrific op-eds you'll find on the front page of americaoutloud.com. And uh, Dr. LeTulip says, uh, as the dismantling of America continues, judgment is coming, but for whom? Hmm. Now we know who the whom should be judged, right? And the other one Del Wilbur has, beyond the fireworks and barbecues, 
America's military vets take note. And that really is the key I've been thinking about a lot, actually, is where's the tipping point? When do we tip over? Dell already pointed out, it's got to be November 8th, Malcolm. It's got to be. Steve agrees with that. It says, yeah, it has to be this midterm election. And a lot of people believe that's probably the case. If there is a lot of funny business, you're going to hear a pretty big uproar in this nation. And I think you'll be talking at that. My guess is at that moment, you will be talking about a tyrannical government. I mean, what the hell more would you be talking about, right? It's got to be a tyrannical government at that point. A lot of people don't want to talk about this. Listen, facts are facts. Truth is truth. And that's what we have here. Um, Steve, you talk to me on that. I mean, a lot of people are very sensitive about this. Now, you're not terribly sensitive. I see your writings. I see your, 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 uh, your vocabulary. And you're not sensitive about any of this. I mean, you, you, you bleed red, white, and blue. And you, you'll definitely go down with the ship. Uh, but of course, we don't plan to go down with the ship. We plan to raise it up. Um, but, but this whole thing about a tyrannical government, I mean, is it November 8th, if that doesn't come off as it's intended to be as a free and fair election, we really are talking about a tyrannical government at that point. Are we not? Let's be clear. Well, I'd go beyond that, Malcolm. I'd say we're dealing with a tyrannical government right now in a very serious way. And I think it, you know, it, the, if there was a rise to the tipping point, I think it occurred with Obama's uh, two terms in office, because uh, I personally believe he is not a bona fide president. He is as invalid uh, an elected president as is Biden. And uh, therefore, I think that hmm. um, wow. definitely we're dealing with tyranny in our government um, I think we are a very gracious nation, and maybe that's because God shed his grace on us. And we are, by nature, graceful people. We want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and that even includes uh, the Democrat Party that is anything but Democrat when you're talking about uh, years ago in the 60s and 50s and all. We are, we are facing a domestic enemy. Um, I think that the ultimate test will be November 8th, and I do believe that, yes, if, if there is um, an uprising uh, ever to occur, that will be the time if the election is stolen again. Well, let me and ask you this. If that happens on the 8th, let's say, and they do do the funny business, contrary to what others have said to me that they think will happen, that they'll lie low, but let's say they do that. Is it that when I talk about, obviously it's a turn of good government, but I mean, now it's showcased in the total light of day, cannot be denied. It's been pointed out now. Doesn't that become back to that tipping point, back to this tyrannical government that has clearly seized uh, elections in our nation? Um, I think at that point, I mean, I mean, I ask you right out respectfully, I'm not trying to be funny here, but doesn't that call for a uh, some sort of a moment movement that would in, in really, I guess, uh, Dr. Steve, I mean, uh, kind of shadow what happened on January 6th? Wouldn't this call for something bigger to happen at that point? Yes. Um, obviously, January 6th was a protest, a redressing yeah. of our government, of our grievances. That yeah. is what motivated people, for goodness sakes. If conservatives who own guns and weapons galore, if they wanted to uh, 
induce an insurrection, it would have been a totally different scenario. But yes, when you look at the Second Amendment, we, we see that we, uh, we're told, point blank, a well-regulated militia is necessary to the security of a free state. And therefore, we have the right to keep and bear arms, and that shall not be infringed. Now, that's already being infringed repeatedly by every... By the uh, Marxist left. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're just absolutely nuts about it. And I wouldn't blame them. I would be the same way if I was on their side, because they know they must disarm the private citizen to successfully overthrow this country. This is something that George Soros does not have control over. And then personally, well, he's trying, though, that, with his district attorneys, by the way, he's trying. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely trying. I mean, I see that all of these shootings that are taking place right now, um, it's speculation, but I would not doubt for a second that these are being funded and promoted by whomever, yeah. uh, people being paid off. Um, uh, how much FBI involvement do we have? I'm sure there is some. And um, the whole thing just doesn't smell. You're, right. you're saying that it creates this narrative that, oh, my God, the sky is falling and we need to get guns off the streets. That's what you're saying, right? Yes, yes. And we must not buy into that propaganda. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, Dale, this, this, this big point of that tyrannical moment and the eighth and what happens and back to the military best because you hit a nerve with me big time, big time with your piece because you finally, I finally seen somebody have the guts to say, and you said it respectfully, probably far more respectfully than I would have said it, frankly. Uh, but you, you said, listen, uh, you know, uh, th this is the tipping point right here. And our military vets are watching. Well, I think a, I think a good part of America is watching here. But doesn't that constitute that tyrannical moment at that point? Or doesn't that call for I mean, and, and I'm not saying any you don't have to read between tea leaves here. But doesn't that call for something to happen beyond even January 6th? If it is clear as day that this is uh, so egregious as a stolen election right in front of us. Well, it's, it's certainly uh, going to require uh, much more of an effort on the part of real American patriots to, uh, uh, to protect and defend our nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, to what level that reaches, I guess we'll have to see. You know, one, one of the things that, uh, uh, that's not been mentioned or uh, I think that hasn't been gotten into well enough is the infiltration of our news media which is completely infiltrated by leftists. And so the message about what's happened, the message about January 6th, yeah. the message that's going to come out of whatever happens in November, okay, is going to be so far off the truth that, you know, people just aren't, they're not getting the true story. Uh, we have to do something about our news media. It is completely controlled by the leftists. Well, that's been my, you know, you heard me say that to, to folks in the last segment, Dale. I think that's the big, I tell listeners all the time, to your point right there, to me, this is the most egregious point, what you say, because had there been any level of truth, I said, remember, you heard me, uh, and I've said this repeatedly, we wouldn't be in the position we're in right now. I mean, these people are so full of themselves. It's unbelievable. Hey, listen, we're trying to do our part here on this network, but we need a lot more people on, on, uh, on the playing field here, but this is the big problem. You, you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, there are this, obviously this platform and, and a few others, but mm -hmm. you know, 
they don't have we don't have the 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 reach of a CNN or a Fox News or an MSNBC or whatever who you know the cable news programs and that mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. constantly it's a bombardment of right. uh, of negativity that uh, uh, and 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 outright lies that uh, that the American people are being fed and uh, you know, we need we need to do something about it we really do yeah well we're being called out all the time we have a lot of hostile. Um, uh, players, I guess a word I'll use, uh, coming at us. Uh, I see that more and more in uh, past uh, weeks and months. Um, typically, uh, if, and, and anybody who's listening who is an enemy of the network and the platform, uh, let me say to you that whatever your threats are that you send in, and we, you know, sure, we see them plenty on your, your idle threats. We just don't engage with you. We will never respond to you. So you, you can put your take your left hand, put it on the right cheek of your ass and hold it there. And that's about how long it'll take to get a response because we'll never respond to you ever. And we see your, your threats. We see your, your cheap shots, uh, but we just simply don't respond, period. Won't do it. We'll never do it. So that's the deal. That's the agreement. I, I've never said that on here, but I will say it right now because we have a lot of... Uh, a lot of people trying to uh, to get our attention in here, and we continue to push back. So, Dell, to your point of uh, uh, that's because they see the network as a threat now, and they see, and I, and I realize that it's always been a gamble here. I knew that was going to happen, but they see us as a threat, and they're going, and we expect more of these enemies are going to come out, right, Dell? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any, anything that goes against the message that uh, that these committed leftists believe in. Uh, is a threat to them, and and they're going to uh, they're going to attack it. Yeah, let's talk about the answer coming forward in our last minutes here, uh, Steve. The the answer back, and you bring your piece to a very interesting head, uh, and you talk about um, bringing our you know our nation back to its Christian roots and where we are, which was the founding in God we trust, and it's what our framers and our founders knew was different about America. We embraced good. Now, it doesn't mean there wasn't evil around because there always is evil. That's the fight right there. But, uh, but that really is uh, why, they're trying, why they've been so successful in the past few decades as even pushing God out of everything. Uh, that is part of the answer and getting back. It's a, that's a big answer, isn't it? To get back to uh, where we need to be. Yes, I believe that is the ultimate answer. If we simply look through history, the history of mankind, mm-hmm. I mean, we actually see it written in the record of history that every nation that honored the one true God, as did, by the way, President Trump. I mean, he he uh, did more for Christianity in his four years than has been done for a long, long time. He gave God the honor. And look what happened. America did become great again, respected. We became the beacon of light to a miserable, tormented, dying world. And we offered them hope. And that hope in Christianity simply will not disappoint if we dare to return to our roots. And I believe that is the ultimate prerequisite, not just, you know, one aspect of it, but an absolute prerequisite to have victory so that we can once again enjoy freedom and prosperity as one nation. Under well, th- that certainly sums up the tipping point right there, what Dr. Steve Latula puts out. Dell, last word on this uh, final tipping point uh, and uh, where we're at, please. Well, what what uh, 
what what has every communist insurgency in history done? They've undermined religion. Okay, and that's what's going on in our country right now, because religion and and the belief in God and on a higher power gives people hope. It's, it sure does. It sure does. And that hope and that trust is what America is built on and based on. It's why uh, guys like Ronald Reagan and guys like, and I will say it, Donald Trump, um, as bookends over the past 30 to 40 years, you look at those bookends, I mean, there's a lot of riffraff in between that with Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Biden, to be sure. But if you think of patriotism and you think in our lifetime of those world leaders who really showcased patriotism in a very interesting way that made you want to stand up and be counted, I can think of no better people than number 40 and number 45, truly. And they are, uh, and I'll tell you one other thing, they are both heroes to me. They are both men I think have really put our country in a unique light. They've done some very interesting things. And certainly this conservative and patriot uh, is uh, very respectful and appreciative of both of these men for keeping America on track uh, to be that nation that we are and was always intended to be. Friends, thank you for joining me here on The Voice of a Nation here. And always tremendous thank you to my brothers here. Del Wilbur, former CIA, great guy. Also, Dr. Stephen Latula, uh, awesome guy. And both of these guys, you can you just see, um, you know, we're, we're thrilled and we're privileged to have them here at America Out Loud on the fight forward here. Um, appreciate them both being here. And, and their op-eds are right on America Out Loud. You can see them on the front page there back at AmericaOutloud.com. Help us share that out loud truth from sea to shining sea. Remember friends, it's time to get involved and get loud America. <laughs>